Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Pearly Martin back with uh, episode three from my series. Um, understanding your own issues and other issues. You know, the first day we talked about the blame game, how when we blame others, it's really a statement of weakness because what we're saying is they have power and control over our will. And we all know that that is just entirely too much power. (laughs) Actually, you know, Eve blamed Adam. I mean, Adam blamed Eve and God and Eve blamed the serpent. The question I wanted to leave you with is who are you blaming for your own issues? for your own actions and reactions. Because um, according to chapter two from my book, Understanding Your Own Issues and Other Issues, chapter two talked to us about confessing our own thoughts one to another um, so that we could be healed. For the a fervent prayer, of, a sexual fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. So yesterday our series was on confessing your own thoughts one to another. So today I want to pick up on understanding other issues now the reason i named this book the lord had me to name and understanding your own issues first and then other issues is because like we spoke earlier we must be able to see ourselves before we can clearly see anyone else got to take the plank out of our own eyes jesus told us in that we must remove the plank out of our own eye before we can see the splinter in our sister's brother eyes so now we're going to pick up um we have to, the reason we have to understand our own issues is so we don't blame other people for what we do. We have to be able to say, hey, I, I own this. I allow my flesh to do this. I, can you, will you forgive me? And then move on. Because when we won't confess our faults, um, that's when we allow pride, spirit of pride and deception. That's when it's able to creep into our lives is when we're not willing to uh, confess what we did or what we didn't do. That's why it's so important. And then Jesus also tells us, remember that if we don't forgive, he can't, he won't forgive us when we won't forgive others. So we have definitely got to be able to forgive. So we won't be stuck in pride and deception because without correction, we open ourselves up to the spirit of deception. Um, we know that to be true. Proverbs say that uh, where there's pride, pride always causes strife. You can tell when you got pride in your life is when you got strife in your life. They tend to go together. I'm sorry, getting kind of moving around here. I pray you guys are all having a wonderful, wonderful day today because, again, this is the day that the Lord has made. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to rejoice because I'm glad that I'm alive and that I am living in it. So once again, we're going to start today on understanding our own issues because we don't want to take on other people's issues and make them about us. And because the minute we start taking on other people's issues and making them about us, then the enemy is able to come in and say, see, that's your fault. That's your fault. If you wouldn't have never did this, they wouldn't have never did that. And that's not what we're aiming for here. 
We want to understand our own issues, but then we want others to be able to understand their own issues also. So give me one moment here. We're going to be coming from Matthews 15, 18, where he talks about, but the things that come out of a person's mouth come from their heart and these defile them. Remember, we talked about that a little bit yesterday, where we were talking about if you want to know what's in your heart, listen to what's coming out of your mouth. Because Jesus said, it's not that which goes into the mouth that defiles the man, but it's that which comes out of the mouth, for it's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth will speak. So if you want to know what's in your heart, listen to what's coming out your mouth. So again, like I said, we don't want to take on other people's issues and uh, let them let them try to lead us to believe that it's our fault that they're acting the way they're acting. It says, listen clearly. I'm reading from my book, Understanding Your Own Issues. Listen clearly so you can understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying everything which happened in your life was your fault or what others may have said or did was right. Okay? But what I am saying is that whatever wrong they may have did to you, was what they did to you. This is why we can't take other people's issues and make them about us. It was their sin. It was their act. It was what they did. What they did to you was about them and it wasn't about you. But if you did have a part to play, just say you're sorry and um, and move on. I'm coming from my book, um, on my podcast also, we're teaching uh, from my book, Understanding Your Own Issues, Understanding Your Own Issues and Other Issues, I was um, going on Facebook Live also. Okay, so uh, once again, what I was saying was, remember that when people uh, do stuff to you, that it was what they did, it was their sin, not yours. So don't take what they did to you and make it about you. But if you did have a part to play in it, you know, in some way or another, just simply say you're sorry and move on. But don't allow how other people are. Don't allow them to take how they are and make it about you. Well, I'm like this because of what you did, or I'm like this because of what you said. Because once again, we're going right back into the blame game. Um, yes, life really does happen and things really do happen in life and we're not belittling that. Um, so if you, if you did have a part to play in hurting someone or whatever, you know, just say you're sorry. But really, truly, at the end of the day, in the beginning of the day, life is still choices and we get to choose. I get to choose if I want to stay angry with you or I get to choose whether I want to forgive you. But um, you can't be sorry forever. Okay, don't let don't let the devil pull you in that condemnation deal. You say you're sorry, you move on, and then it's left up to the other person as to whether they want to forgive. But because until they forgive it, they will continue to live relive it. But don't allow them to let you relive it because that's an issue of their own. Because once you ask for forgiveness, that's exactly what God has done. He forgives you and he allows us to move on and to live. So remember, when people do things to you, that's what they did. It's their sin, not yours. So don't take other people's actions and reactions 
and make them about you. Why? Because their actions and reactions is coming out of what's inside of them. Remember Proverbs 4.23 say, guard your heart for everything that you do. Um, more or less comes out of you. Guard your heart for, for, for guard your heart for, for everything for the issues in your life. It's coming out. It's coming out of what's inside. So I like to tell people that uh, what's inside of us is coming out of us. It says those who have wronged you did what they did or said what they said to you because of what's in their own individual heart. Do not make what they did to you about you, but see it as their issue which is coming out of their own heart and being motivated and influenced by the devil. Can you look at it that way? What they did to you is coming out of what's inside of them. So don't take how they are and make it about you. I'm reading again from my book, Understanding Your Own Issues and Other Issues. This is on page 14. Don't take how other people are and make it about you. It's nothing personal. I'm telling you, when the Lord gave me this revelation, it set me on, it set me free and it set me on my feet. And also, it also gave me a glimpse and a better understanding that when people are saying evil things to you, that's because that's how they feel about themselves. Um, people can only give you what you got. It's nothing personal. Uh, the One thing that we must all understand in, in uh, understanding our own issues and other issues is that, uh, you know, that we must be able to understand the fight. Ephesians 6 and 12 reminds us and tells us that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood people, right? So we have to understand the fight. When we can understand the fight, we won't take everything so personal. We all learn how not, being able to understand the fight is going to teach us later on in this book on how to forgive and how to easily overcome offense and how to sincerely pray for our enemies. You know, the Bible says, bless those that curse us and to pray for those who despitefully use us, right? He said to bless them and not curse them. Um, pray for your enemies if they're hungry, feed them. That's not natural. That's supernatural because that's contrary to what our flesh wants to do, right? So, but when we finish with this book, we're going to know how to do it. And we're going to be able to do it with a sincere heart. Because when we understand the fight, we understand that it's nothing personal. We understand that our fight is not against flesh and blood men, Ephesians 6 and 12, but it's against principalities and powers. It's demonic activity. It's the devil using this person. And most of the time, they don't realize they're being used. So let's if, let's make it about the, the devil and not about them. He is behind the scenes and he's instigating the whole thing. And he's got you walking around being offended and angry at people when in fact we really need to be angry at him. We have power and authority over the enemy. So let's quit taking how other people are and making it about us. Let's quit. The, the minute you make it about you, is the moment, the minute you take on the offense, is the moment that you take it and make it personal. It's the moment that you make it about you. Is the minute that you, uh, you it, when in fact it wasn't about you, it was about them. Out the abundance of a man's own heart, he's, he's going to speak. Guard your heart for out of it flows everything you do. Uh, Proverbs 4.23 NLT, that's how it translates. It says everything you do. So the things that I'm doing is what's inside of me. But you're taking my behavior and making it about you. If I'm being ugly, even if it's being directed at you, 
The only way the devil was able to use me in that capacity is that it already had to be in me. You see, the devil cannot tempt you with something that's not a temptation to you. And that's the same way when it comes to words. It has to be in us to come out of us. Remember, Jesus said, an evil tree cannot bear good fruit and a good tree cannot bear bad fruit. So what's in us is going to eventually come out of us. So really, when you're being mean and nasty and ugly to people, that gives you a glimpse of what's inside your That's something that we have to ask God to help us with so we can work on that. Um, So, you know, begin to renew our mind. A lot of times it's pride. The devil operates. The only way the enemy can come into our lives is through an open door. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Those are the three gateways. Those are the three doors of temptation. It's not a sin to be tempted, but it is a sin when we sin, right? So um, we need to find out what door are you coming in? And, and a lot of times it's pride because the spirit of pride causes us to not be able to see ourselves. And where there's pride, there's always conflict, Proverbs says. So the spirit pride always causes us to, it causes us to have that self-righteous attitude, like where we're up here and they're kind of down here. And you know, I always tell people that, no, you know what? I might didn't do what they did, but I've done some things and, and still messing up some. Sin is sin. So let's, uh, let's forgive one another, pray for one another. And when someone is saying something evil, just remember, they're giving you a glimpse of what's on the inside of them. So have compassion. That that alone, um, when the Lord gave me that revelation, that alone caused me to have so much compassion for my enemies. Uh, but, it, you know, the anger was no longer directed at them. It was directed at the devil for holding, for holding them hostage. And the, the whole dynamics of the fight began to change when I realized Ephesians 6 and 12, when he gave me that revelation. Yes, we know the scripture for he wrestles not against flesh and blood, but what does that mean? Do you really believe it? If we really believed that we did, our fight was not against flesh and blood people, we would, we would have, uh, there would be so, offense wouldn't have a place in our lives. Unforgiveness wouldn't have a place in our lives. It's okay to hate what people do, but it's never okay to hate the person. Okay, so even though uh, uh, we understand the fight, and even though that we know it's the devil using this person, and even though we're going to forgive them, um, at some times you have to may have to move away from them because until a person is willing to change, um, the devil is going to continue to be able to use them the same way. So sometimes you may have to just move away and pray for the people at a distance and be thanking God for their deliverance, so they won't be able to continue with that same abusive behavior. How about that? Um, but just know this, that love overcomes evil. So continue to be kind to people because you understand um, your fight is not with them. So uh, in prayer, bind the devil. You know, bind the devil. We have power and authority over the enemy. He said, Jesus said, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever uh, we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. But we're taking it and we're making it personal. If you want to know what's inside of you, Simply listen to what's coming out of your mouth. What's in us will come out of us. I'm reading back on in my book on page 15, Understanding Your Own Issues and Other Issues. It says, if we do not want, if we do not walk in love and take control over our sinful fleshly behaviors, mentioned in Galatians 5, 19 and 20, um, and I'm not going to read them all. Go, go there and read Galatians 5, 19 and 20. It talks about the works of the flesh. The works of the flesh is how the devil manifests through us. 
The fruits of the Spirit is the characteristics of Christ, and the works of the flesh are the manifestations of the devil working through us. These are the works of the flesh. This is, in other words, this is how the devil manifests himself through our flesh. He manifests himself through our flesh, uh, through strife, uh, uh, rage, uh, witchcraft, you know, drunkenness, orgies, uh, sexual morality. Um, this, that, the works of the flesh. Read the works of the flesh. Galatians 19, 5, 19, and 20, 21. Um, cause that's where they talk about the fruits of the spirit, fruits of the spirit, the characteristics of Christ. So this is, this is the manifestation of the enemy. If the person who has sinned against you is a family member, friend, or associate, and they refuse to change or admit their abusive, rude, disrespectful behavior, pray for them and move away from them because until they're ready to change and allow God to help them with the issues in their heart, they will continue to be the same and do the same thing because they are blinded by their own deceit and cannot see how wicked they really are. That's Psalm 6 and 2 NLT. When we're blinded by our own deceit and cannot see how we really are. And this is why we really have to take the plank, uh, um, the plank out of our own eye. We must be able to see ourselves because without correction, we are walking in pride and deception. We have to be able to see see it. We have to be able to admit it so we can quit it. We have to be able to confess it so we don't continue to possess it. Because when we confess it, we release it. And when we confess it, uh, the sin in our lives, it also it shines the light in that area. It exposes the darkness and the devil no longer has a place to hide. So that is very important that we confess our faults one to another and that we ask for forgiveness because forgiveness holds us hostage. It says we must be willing to admit our issues before we can sincerely have godly sorrow, which lead us to true repentance. Because if you don't think you're, if you don't see where you did anything wrong, um, there's no need to repent. What are you repenting of if you don't see um, that you did anything wrong? Godly sorrow work of repentance under salvation. Um, the Bible teaches us. What does that mean? That means that when we're sorry to God, that's sincere sorrow. We must be sorry to God. When we're sorry to God, it's going to bring about a repentance, godly uh, repentance, meaning I'm not sorry because I'm not just sorry because I got caught. I'm not just sorry because they threatened to leave me or whatever. I'm sorry because I hurt the heart of God because I sinned against God. I am sincerely sorry. And when we are sincerely sorry to God for our behaviors, um, that's going to bring about tr a real change. Godly sorrow worketh repentance unto salvation, unto deliverance. When we're sorry to God, we're not sorry just because my husband's going to leave me, my wife's going to leave me, none of that. But we're sorry to God, that's when he's going to grace us and give us the ability to change, to turn around. A lot of times we're just saying sorry, but we're not sincerely sorry. And when we're not sincerely sorry about what we say or what we do, we will continue to say and do the same thing. So let's be godly sorrow so true repentance can come and the power of God can change our lives. It says God would never, because God would never override our will or he won't force us to change. He is the one who gives us our free choice, right? Love is choice, not force. So when we're sincerely sorry, um, God will, he will help us to change. 
Um, if someone violated you sexually or as an innocent child, raped you, abused you, cheated on you, or if they wronged you in any way, it's important for you to remember that it was their sin against you. It was their sin against you. It was their sin, I want to emphasize that, against you. So it's nothing personal. It wasn't about you, it was about them. That's why rapists, they rape people they don't know. It's, it wasn't anything personal. That's what's inside of them. So don't take on the offense because it wasn't even about you really. It was about the evil that was inside of them. And when we don't forgive others, it causes us to become just as evil as them. And when we don't forgive others, the Bible says that the tormentor will be sent to us. You remember the story about the uh, merciful servant where he went to the Lord, it's in the book of Matthews, and he begged for forgiveness and God forgave him of his debt. And then he turned around and go find someone else that owes him debt and he refused to forgive him. So the Bible says, he was really angry with them. And he, he locked them up, uh, put them in a cave, and the tormentors, they tormented him. And that's why unforgiveness does. It torments us when we don't forgive others. It's not our place to judge anyone. We didn't die for them. It's their sin. They're showing you how evil they are. So pray for the person when they're showing you on the inside. How, how sick, how sad. When you see someone that's really negative, has a really negative spirit, even though the devil may use them to direct it at you, it's not about you. It's about the devil that's using them. So bind it, take authority over it. Uh, some people are really treating you the way they treat themselves. You know, the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, they are loving you the way they love themselves. People can't give you what they don't have. I, I, you know, if all I have is negative in me, that's all I can give you. It's nothing personal. You're taking, you're taking how that person is and you're making it about you. It's not about you. Um, bring it to their attention. Uh, this is about understanding other people's issues. Bring it to their attention. And if they're not willing to change, yeah, then you will have to walk away and pray. Because until they're willing to repent, the devil will always be able to continue to use them. But they're not just like that with you. They're like that with everyone. Why? Because that's who they are. And, and, it's, and it's easy for, yes, it's easy for the devil to use them to try to tear you down. Um, but for real, that's really how they're feeling on the inside. It's not the abundance of our own mouth that our heart is speaking. So when they're saying that negative, evil stuff to you, it's not about you. They're letting you know how bad they feel on the inside. So bless those that curse you. You know, I, I, I clearly understand when the Lord gave me this revelation for this book. I really got a glimpse and an understanding and I, I, I believe a rhema word from the Lord. I, when Jesus was on the cross and he said, Father, forgive them because they don't even know what they're doing. So I say, can you say that, Father, forgive them? Because they don't even know that they're being influenced by the devil. Pray for them. And if they're not willing to change, I'm not talking about a marriage. I'm saying if they're not willing to change, then just move away from them and, and pray for them there. 
Our part is to do what Jesus tells us to do, which is to forgive the imperfect person who sinned against us. I'm not making excuses for those who sinned against you by calling them imperfect, but I am using the word as a reminder to you to help you to understand that imperfect people just like ourselves make imperfect decisions and we do imperfect things. This is why I use the word imperfect. 